Welcome to the Spirit School Podcast. My name is Danielle Sarank, also known as the Squamish Medium. I created this space to inspire lightworkers to go from fear to clear and get connected to their sacred abilities and spiritual practices. I love supporting women through the creation of their heart-centered spiritual businesses in a way that lights them up and aligns them with their purpose. I am passionate to share all I know about the journey to becoming a professional psychic medium, mentor, and coach for the developing lightworker and spiritual entrepreneur. Through interviews, honest stories of my adventures, and lessons I learned, I hope to empower, inspire, and uplift you and get you excited about your life again. Welcome home. Hello, Spirit School listeners. Thank you for coming back to another episode of the Spirit School Podcast. I'm very excited to meet, hopefully, a new mediumship friend, Megan Alyssa, who I met on Instagram. How are you doing today? I am great. I am happy to be here and appreciate you having me on. I love it. I'm very excited to learn more about you. Uh, We haven't had a chance to connect too much. I've just been kind of like a lurker of your account, I think, for like the past like six, seven months. And I I just find it so refreshing. Just so people know, um, she does have a few handles, a few places that you can connect with her. I'll have those all in the show notes. And I actually just realized when we hopped on, I'm only following one of your accounts and you have like more out there. So I'm excited to learn more about you. But why I was so passionate and eager to talk to you today is because you you share a lot about um, mediumship philosophies. You share a lot about some of the, the lesser spoken about things in a really creative way through TikTok videos. And I just find it to be so lighthearted, yet so impactful. Where did you get this idea from? And how did this all kind of come about? What kind of reaction have you been getting for these? Um, well, I guess it's just mostly because I'm a creative person and I need something creative to do and I feel passionately about mediumship. So I kind of married the two um, with my TikToks and I I just, I joined um, TikTok in July. So I've just been sort of growing since that point. But I mean, I don't know. I just start, I mean, my early videos suck, of course. (laughs) My early podcast episodes sucked, but... (laughs) But like, you know, I've just been sort of, I, I sometimes I'll follow the trends and I'll like make it medium ship, you know, like, how can I make this work for me and like teach people? And, um, I feel like my audience is both like mediums that are already that kind of get it, or maybe some that are exposed to maybe a different sort of training than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then a lot of people that aren't mediums and have really are just sort of exploring this for the first time. Um, and I love that because I love being able to sort of open people's eyes to this being a real reality because, you know, obviously a lot of people don't think it is. And those of us that experience this firsthand really know, you know, we know that it is. Um, and it's not that I'm trying to convince anybody that it is, but it's just like, I want to plant seeds in people and maybe have that grow for them to explore it on their own. Yeah. So I wonder too, and I want to get to your backstory. I'm going to do this a little bit backwards here. I'm probably going to ask you that after because I just want to go along the stream here with you. But it's like, have you found that some beliefs that you held early on in your development versus like what you're talking about now, has that shifted and evolved over time, over your experience of developing mediumship? Like I used to believe, you know, much of what Sylvia Brown spoke about in her books. And of course, when I got into mediumship, I'm like, holy, it's like actually quite different. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was also uh, somebody that was watching her when I was younger. And, you know, 
into all the mainstream sort of mediumship stuff. But then when I actually went to my development, I got, I was really, really lucky, honestly, that I started developing with somebody that really gets it. Uh, and that's not fear-based and really taught about the reality of the spirit world in such a way that never was something I didn't relate to or understand. You know, it was very practical and I'm very practical and I don't like a lot of fluffy nonsense stuff. I need like, you know, easy, straight to the point, like make sense to me sort of stuff. So, mm -hmm. and for the most part, no, nothing's really changed except I would say I'm getting, I'm trying to be more open-minded. <laughs> like trying to just be like, because I know everyone's training is a little different and I know that people's experiences are their own, but I view it in a slightly different way, maybe because I think that, um, you know, it's sort of like, everything is about your perspective, right? So everything is about your, your biases, your subconscious, all of that shapes how you experience everything. And that's your reality. Mm -hmm. So how some people might experience something might be very different than I do, you know? And so, but I do, so yeah, basically I'm trying to just be less judgmental and more open-minded in general. Um, and just to try to, you know, soften that a little bit more. Okay. Very cool. Well, I, I was so <laughs> curious about that. Cause I was like, yeah. I'm so flexible in my beliefs because I've had yeah. so many of my beliefs busted just through communicating with spirit. I was like, wow, like that, I, I held that belief so strong for so long. And then now like, it's kind of rocky. Right. So I, I'm not somebody who posts like the strong beliefs in this, which is why I admire people like you and Tony who are just like, I'm like, go get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like following the post. Like, I'm just like, yes, but yeah. I, I, I don't come like that because I've just been so flexible, maybe too flexible. Yeah. Like maybe I'm on the too flexible side. Whereas, you know, even some of my students, I'm like, well, you know, like I've heard this from Tony, I've heard this from so-and-so like, yeah. it, it's just like, you know, take what you want and see how it kind of fits into your experience. But I think you're right. It's very experiential. Um, and same with like, I have a lot of clients saying like, what does it feel like when spirit comes near? And I notice, like, even just listening to different, like that's totally unique to all of us. Yeah. Completely. Right. Yeah. It can feel, you know, I'm, I don't need to go into all the different ways it can feel, but I just, it can <laughs> feel, you know, slightly differently depending on, yeah, because all of us are our own unique person. Yeah. Uh, and so our mediumship works um, uniquely with each of us, even though there might be certain things that are similar or like, there might be like the mechanics are like, you know, pretty much the same, but just maybe slightly different. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I love that. So let's talk about your journey a little bit. Like how did you obviously watch Sylvia Brown when you were younger, but you know, what age did you kind of like come into this? Like what, what's your backstory with all this? Oh, so like, I don't know. I, I was always interested in all of this sort of stuff, but never really understanding why. Um, I was always really like, I had a lot of psychic experiences my whole life. So I had a lot of experiences where I would just know things before they happened, or I would be kind of guided to things um, that were definitely not just like a coincidence. So um, I have had a lot of experiences like that. Um, and then, you know, I got married pretty young. So like I got married at 22. Mm -hmm. um, and I was at that point I had gotten my hair license. So I'm also a cosmetologist. Um, I know Tony is too. I don't know. She talked about that. No. But, uh, yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, so I had gotten my hair license. So I was doing that. And then I had two children. Um, and then like, so basically, uh, then I became a professional photographer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, 
Well then, and before that, my dad died. So I think that was like the big turning point. My mm -hmm. dad died when I was 29. Um, and then a lot of things would happen with like my kids or, you know, people around me and they'd be like, how do you know that? And I'm like, like things that like, I shouldn't know, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff. I'm like, cause I'm psychic. Like as a joke, I'm psychic, obviously, but yeah. like it was, it was true. <laughs> I didn't know at the time, but like, I don't know. I started having this sort of awakening happen. And so like after my dad died, then my grandma died, then my mother-in-law died. So all of a sudden I kind of started having this, it's like, I always, something in me always knew there was life after death. Like I just always knew it. Um, and then when I would see different mediums and stuff on TV, I always thought, oh, that's so cool. It's such a cool thing to be able to do it. No idea I could do it. Um, and then I went to like a, a medium through a store, a local metaphysical store. And she was like, I think you're a medium. You know, I think you're a medium. Here's a, here's a class to give me a flyer. Um, can I say my, my, who I started my mediumship journey with? Of course, with? yes, please. So that was with medium Michael Mayo. She's like, here's a player. I think you really like him. He trains with these UK mediums and blah, blah, whatever. I was like, okay, I don't know what you're talking about, but whatever. Um, I will go check it out maybe. I don't know. So I decided to go and then it like literally changed my life. So like that first time, like I sat in the power, um, it felt like crazy strong. It literally felt like something exploded inside of me. It was like just really crazy. Um, and then I connected with somebody's, um, loved one. And I remember feeling, I could tell it was a man and I was like getting information about this person. And like, obviously it wasn't, it wasn't anywhere near where I'm at now, you know what I mean? With like my development, but it like, it changed my life. And like, I immediately was like, I'm doing this. This is what I'm doing now. Um, and so I started developing, I was going to like I was doing a home circle. I was doing like one or two mediumship circles a week beyond that. Then I started sitting for trance development after a couple of months. So I've been like very consistently and sitting in the power on my own at home. So I've been very consistently developing and I'm kind of like that. I'm just sort of like, once I kind of latch onto something, I'm like, I want to know everything I can and be the best I can be. And just sort of like, explore it all so and then I started I went to Arthur Finley College and you know I, I go there every year not this year unfortunately yeah um, COVID um and like I I don't know I started exploring the pioneers of mediumship and spiritualism and like I just love all that I don't know I'm kind of going on a tangent at this moment oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so when you started sitting in the circles was this yeah. after kids after you got yeah. married okay yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was, in, I was like 34. Yeah, I was 34. Okay. So, um, yeah, so it's, and I'm just about to turn 38. Okay, nice. And then how did you, I'm alive, you know, I'm alive. So how did your husband deal? Oh yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> um, so he's an accountant and he's the <laughs> sun sign for me. Yeah. So we're, we think very, very differently. He's very yeah very skeptical still uh it's it's he's softened over time with all my experiences i've told him about and i know that he believes like me because he knows i'm a very honest and forthright person but he i don't know that he completely believes still in the spirit world so yeah it was he thought so okay when i first started going he really really was convinced i had joined a cult like, I'm not even kidding. Like he really thought this and he was like mad at me, but I was like, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. So, you know, like I do everything else. <laughs> I'm just like, doing it anyway. So figured out. 
So yeah. It's so funny because you don't know this, but my listeners know this because um, I get a ton of emails about it because I share very openly about it. But when I told my husband, we worked at a race car team together. Like we always worked with race cars our whole life. And he was, he's 12 years older than me. And so when I first told him after my daughter was born at 31, I was like, I am a medium. He looked at me, he's like, you're not quitting your job, are you? <laughs> like That was the first thing he said to me. And like, he still does not believe in an afterlife. And he's a, he's a fabricator, I guess you could call it, right? He works in green tech now, but um, totally opposite. And it, it was hard, actually. I don't know, because you talk about all these different circles. I went to one development class five hours a month, and it was like major friction in my marriage. Yeah. And like, even tomorrow's a holiday here, and I booked it full of clients. And he's like right? He just gets like so mad because like this spiritual stuff always kind of like, you know, it, I, t I take priority, like it's a priority for me. Right. And it does cause like a little bit of conflict. Do you find that? Or is your husband just like 100%. your thing? No, like it was literally a hundred percent conflict in the beginning. And then he kind of just got used to me leaving. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Here's the two kids. And how old were your kids? So like, okay, my daughter's 14 now and my son's 11. So they were okay. a little bit younger, but, but my circles were like at seven in the evening. So like it was, you know, it wasn't like I was leaving and like, you'd be like, here, deal with it. You know, it was just sort of like bedtime uh, around that time. So I was doing that. Uh, and then there was like the home circle was during the day when he was at work and the kids were at school. Um, so I tried to make it work. Um, but yeah, no, that became my life really. Like that's just, you know, besides them, there's obviously that is still a big priority is that, but yeah, I definitely have, um, I've, I've gone to circle on my anniversary. I've gone on my, <laughs> my kids' birthdays in the, I have, I swear to God, <laughs> I go, I'm like, okay, so we do something and I'm like, okay, bye. And then, yeah, cause it's, it is a priority to me and it's something that's incredibly special and like important, um, and, and dedicated. So, yeah. And I don't know, like, I don't, I don't mean to go on the, but I've never had somebody on who can understand this, but like, they don't understand like how much joy this brings us. And it's like my husband, I don't know if you're the same, but he doesn't have anything equal to what my yeah. mediumship is. And so there is like this kind of jealousy thing, like, Oh, you get to go away all the time. You have stuff to do. I'm like, well do yeah. stuff, right? Like I'll support you to do stuff. Yeah. Um, so I actually left my job in January to do this full time, but things are still creeping into the weekends and like on holidays. Yeah. And he's like, you, you said you would do this, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Like, but a pandemic happened, honey. Like, <laughs> exactly. No, I completely get that. Uh, he's yeah. the same way. Um, and yeah, so I mean, like I said, I've gone to Arthur Finley College and I was like, I'm going to be gone a couple weeks. You're going to England <laughs> without your family. But he, you know, he was great. So I usually, I have to say, I appreciate him because he's been able to sort of make it work um, and, and been supportive in that way. So that's really good. But yeah, definitely. I've been the same way. I'm like, go find, go do something. <laughs> Go find something, you know, to do, but he doesn't, he's more of a homebody and he yeah. likes to just be home. So I'm like, okay, but, uh, yeah. So I definitely get you on that. Yeah. We are, we are very much the same there. My idea, my husband's idea of a funny, like he's building a floor for underneath our deck right now. I'm like, how does that even impact our house? Like, <laughs> but I'm like, go do your thing, spend hours out there doing whatever you're doing. So I totally get it. That's so fun. So talk to me a little bit about trance too, because you talk about like, I've gone into a trance state twice. The first time was very unnerving for me. I was aware of what was happening. Oops. Um, but I was also pregnant at the time. So I was like a little bit um, sketched out from the experience. Mm -hmm. 
my mic just, I just knocked it. So I don't know what's happened with it, but um, talk to me a little bit about um, your trance experience and, and what's that about? And do you do trance mediumship and tell me more. So I also, so I do um, trance healing as well as like tra- like blending for trance for speaking or basically I just sort of leave it open-ended, like whatever they want to do or accomplish through me, I leave it to them. So um, I can understand how some people, it could, basically with trance, you have to let go of control. And for a lot of people, that's a big problem, <laughs> right? Uh, so the more you can be free and let go of control and to just really um, step back and to allow the blending to occur without sort of tensing up from that, you know, cause it can feel sort of overwhelming or it can feel sort of it's heavy. It can feel, it's a, a powerful, heavy energy that comes over you from the power. Um, but it's so beautiful. And like, that's really how I've gotten to know my guides really, really well is through the process of blending um, and learning more about them because you can feel their essence in the same sort of way that you feel a spirit person. Mm-hmm. So uh, like if you're working, you know, with mental mediumship and trance is a form of mental mediumship, it's just a much more passive passive state where mental mediumship typically is passive active. So um, for me, I love trance. It's probably my favorite form of mediumship uh, because so many cool things can happen. So like I still, I sit for a trance uh, twice a week. Um, and I also do the trance healing separately as well for clients and that sort of thing where I have a guide that specifically works with me for healing. So I allow them to blend with me and their power comes through me to uh, provide the healing. Um, and then uh, with my other guides, I don't know exactly what they're, I mean, I have, I do speak on occasion, but it's not always, yeah. uh, but they are doing a lot of overshadowing with my face recently, which has been really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when a specific person blends with me, my face will change quite a lot. So I've been mm-hmm. having a lot of people that uh, sit with me, including like I sit with uh, Michael Mayo, which is my mentor uh, in his circle. And then I sit separately with other people uh, just to continue the development. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's um, something that's, you know, it takes a long time and dedication to really develop properly. Um, there's a lot of people that think they're doing trance mediumship, but I think it's more their subconscious potentially, or more of a very, very light state of mm-hmm. trance blending where they're more being influenced, like sort of like, you know, influential speaking, you know, like that sort of thing, potentially if they're really there or, or it's, you know, because it's, you might see these people on YouTube, you know, that are, you know, channeling, which is similar, but different to yeah. I would say trance mediumship, but they sit down and they're immediately like, right, like, rah, rah. you know, like yeah. it's not what trance mediumship is like. It's graceful. There's blending. It's the spirit world doesn't do that stuff. Like that's not. Well, um, I can watch like Elaine Thorpe on YouTube and you know, she's like a master at trance, but it takes her even like seven minutes to get into that state. When I went into a trance yeah. state, I had to sit it took me two sittings, two mm-hmm. 45 minute sittings. It took me about 45 minutes in the second sitting to get into that complete like overshadow experience. And like, so when you sit for trance, is it much the same? Like, does it take you a while to get to that state? Yeah. So you're basically, when you first start, you are just, you're opening up your power. Um, you're then just trying to just relax essentially. And then 
once you feel the presence of your guides, you just want to just keep relaxing into that. So you're just, it's, that's why it's a, it's a graceful blending. It's really not like an instant, like here they are. You know what I mean? It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. And like, even like, I don't know if you've ever seen trance from Eileen Davies and she's actually having a demonstration coming up. You should check it out. I love uh, it. She's amazing. She's first of all, she's an amazing person and medium, but she's a very developed trance medium. Mm -hmm. um, and she always has uh, some beautiful um, trans philosophy that comes through her uh, from different people that come mm -hmm. through. And she takes, I would say, I've seen her do it uh, live a few times at Arthur Finley College and I've seen it online, but it takes at least yeah, five, seven minutes to, to, to fully let the blending completely yeah. happen. And that's at that expert level, right? Yeah. She's been doing it for, I mean, she's been doing mediumship since she was 18. Yeah. Uh, and she, and I, I'm not going to say her, her age. I don't know. <laughs> Over 80? It's no, 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 no. She's okay. no. I don't know. I mean, she would I've heard of her so many times, times, but I haven't no, looked her up. She's, 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 I think she's in her fifties. Okay. Okay. But I don't want to offend anyone. Yeah, so she's no, she's been doing it a long time. She trained uh, with Gordon Higginson, like she worked her one of her best friends with um, Glenn Edwards. I mean, like she she's been around and she uh, is quite amazing and experienced and great teacher. Okay, so then yeah. just one more question because I do know like a lot of people. I have a, a membership community and they're very interested in trance. I'm not a trance teacher. I've only gone into trance state twice, and for mm -hmm. me because the first time I did it, I was pregnant. It was like this full kind of, and my hands went hot. I knew I had to like heal somebody in that moment. And I just kind of had this freak out moment because your brain is still involved. I was like, you know what? I don't know if I like feeling this separate from my baby. And I kind of came out of it, but life got really busy after that. Cause I ended, that was my second child. And so I never tried to kind of go back into that state. Cause I also know the dedication it takes and the time and we're busy people now. Like, do we have the time, patience, energy, and patience mm -hmm. once again, to yes. sit like that for spirit. That's why we don't have the physical mediumship we used to have, right? I sit for, well, I did sit from this physical mediumship for, uh, we had our own circle for a year and then mm -hmm. COVID hit. Uh, so, but and I, I mean, there are some of us that are, are like that. We're like, we want to really allow the pop, the potential to develop that because we know, because we can see from, you know, the pioneers of spiritualism, what's possible. And yes. there might be things beyond that that were, that are possible that they can work through us, but we don't know yet because we have to allow that to unfold. And so for me, that's, you know, that's sort of like that sort of that dedication and yeah, I'm busy too, but like, it just has to be a priority if that's something you want to develop, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it can't be about, okay, it has to be done within three months or, you know, they can't, you, there, there's no time limit. There's no, you know, we're always developing. There's no, a fully developed medium. You're always developing and you're always allowing for that potential to sort of increase. But, um, I don't know. I just, I just, I love the idea of, um, knowing there's more than just, you know, mental leadership is awesome. Like that's healing and beautiful and the evidence is great, but I know there's more than that. Like I know they can bring forward some truly amazing phenomenon and that's mm -hmm. what I'm sort of like wanting to explore that and really just see what's possible. And you have to do it through the idea of love and just communion with the spirit world. Yeah. And that's really, I think what's most important.
and just being together in harmony too. Like that's super, super important. Whoever you're working with in your circle and your group um, and that you have the same ideals as far as like just working toward love and, and bringing that forward through the power, you know? So yeah, we yeah. had a, I was, I studied under the same teacher for the first four years of my development and uh, it, it took us about four years, but we tried to do some physical mediumship and it was pretty phenomenal. Like it was hands down the most phenomenal experience I've ever had in my life with table tipping. And it went on for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was brought to my knees. I was in tears. Like I felt like completely in awe of yep. spirit. I'd never experienced anything like that since. And I will never forget that experience. And I didn't talk about for many years because it was that sacred for me. It was that intense. And then we, uh, the group changed and and we try to sit together for a year and we try to replicate a bit. Like my teacher was like, somebody here is scared. Right. And so there's just like one energy in in the circle that kind of kept the experience from replicating itself. So I suppose like if you sit in a trance circle with the intention of creating physical mediumship, like, do you, do you think it works better if you sit with the same people the, the dedication is the same. The goal is the same. Like, what is your experience with that? Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to say I love table tipping. It's amazing. So mm-hmm. that's, yeah, I love that. Um, secondly, I want to say that that sort of experience you had, that sort of like, wow, sort of thing that happens through t- developing with trance mediumship. It really does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do believe you need to develop the trance states first, really before going into physical mediumship, or they kind of develop about the same. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it, they, that power has to be built properly, I think, to uh, be able to fully manifest, you know, any sort of physical sort of things like spirit lights or, uh, you know, the potential of things levitating and, you know, voice boxes and whatever. But uh, yes, I do think it's important that you're um, growing that power with like the same people. I think that that can, can affect it. Like you're saying, because everything with mediumship is very temperamental, really. It's, it's, it's ever changing and the conditions have to be right. And even with the same people, sometimes things don't happen or the same medium things don't always happen. It just depends on kind of like, there's so many different variables always changing because it's what's going on within us, you know, what's going on with each person, you know, in the dynamic, what's, what's happening with that affects everything. Mm. So I do think that's important that you're, that you're sitting. And that's why, you know, the spirituals talk about the importance of home circles too. Yeah. Uh, the home circle is where it all started, where, you know, just having a group of people together that want to be together, friends, that want to see what's possible with the spirit world. And that just through that, that's where all these amazing things developed. Um, and so we kind of, I think we need to go back to that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, not so much of this pop-up, you know, workshop, you're now a medium. How do you do kind of thing? You know, like yeah. it, that, it just doesn't work like that. And there, and I see, you know, and I see this amongst a lot of my friends too, where um, there's people that love, you know, and I get it. Like I get that everyone wants to work with all these different people and have these different experiences but the truth is this if you just sit with spirit something will develop eventually if you just have the right attention and you just are dedicated and are open and free something will happen eventually if you're a medium you don't have to go to ayz they're not going to give you anything that you don't already have it's it just isn't, it just, it's, you're not going to go to someone's course. And then all of a sudden, yes, you can grow. You can grow. Absolutely. You have experiences wherever you are, you have experiences, you can grow, but there's so many people that I feel like go to these different people and thinking now I'm going to be a great medium. Now I'm going to have this happen. It's like that. It just doesn't 
Mm. work like that. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate you, you saying that. I know uh, I laugh because I've, yeah. you know, I had that one teacher and I've had a couple different since then, but I think some of the worst work I do is when I'm in a workshop or taking like a class, it's like this pulls you out of your like uh, natural way of working a little bit. Right. It can be a little bit overwhelming. So um, one last thing about the trancing I just want to ask about, because I'm just curious about, and I know my listeners will be too, but like, I, I agree about the home circle thing. I, I unfortunately, um, obviously with COVID, we can't do home circles or at least in Canada, we're like super strict on it. Um, like we have one of our provinces just went into lockdown today. I don't think that we're very far behind where we are. And so do you think that a trans circle could develop like that physical phenomenon by doing it online? So we've been sitting for a trans online. So since COVID, Mm. uh, and amazingly, um, you can still feel the power. I don't think it's quite the same. I don't think it's exactly the same as being actually physically there, but you know, energy is not held by any time, place or space. Mm. Uh, so, um, it can move wherever it's needed, but it's just, it's not quite the same. So yeah, I do believe trance can be developed. I'm not so sure about physical mediumship because Mm. with physical mediumship, part of it is that if phenomenon happens, everybody should be able to see it. So it's not just like, somebody having their own objective clairvoyance happening in the room, uh, everyone should be able to see what's developing uh, if it's actual physical mediumship. So I think that is different. I think that has to be done in person. But I do think that, you know, sitting to develop trans online is still a good option and trans development um, enhances every form of uh, your mediumship uh, Mm -hmm. because it helps you to just let the blending become closer uh, I think it helps to get more detailed information too, just because you're so uh, open and sort of used to that sort of blending. So yeah. you can really feel the essence of the person as you're blending and you almost sort of become like them or you, mannerisms of things change or your voice or the things you say, you know, all that sort of thing can sort of change as you're blending, um, even with mental mediumship, you know, so it's not quite as much, you know what I mean? It's like if you're sitting for actual trance, but it can, it can happen where it's, it's quite similar um, in that way. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Cause um, I've been meaning for God, like two years now to try to find someone to come on and talk to you about trance, because I mean, I got Tony's like trance CD and like, yeah. we sat, I saw to see him do trans configuration once where his face did change. It was like quite interesting. I had front row seat of it and it was really cool. And one of my friends got to actually sit with him in like the bubble. And it was like a really emotional experience. I know that there's so much beauty behind it. I just feel in my experience, one is the control thing. Like that's my biggest barrier of being like a kick-ass medium is I'm always trying to control everything. I'm a Virgo sun. So I'm like miscontrol. I have a Virgo moon. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I get it. It's like we get in our own way, right. With mediumship, we are the ones that complicate it. We are the ones that make it you know, why, why isn't this happening? It's like, okay, look inside yourself and figure that out. What is blocking you? What's, what's happening within you? That's not uh, helping you to let go. You know, that's really what it is because mediumship for me, I was talking about mediumship. Everything comes down to mediumship as far as how everything in the world works. If we just step out of our own way, if we mm-hmm. just let that flow happen, then it will happen, right? It, the information will come through us. 
but if we're continually like blocking it, like what's going on here? You know, I don't, you know, just like constantly like that. It's, it's not, it doesn't happen. It's like writers, musicians, anything. You have to move out of your own way in your mind. You have to let the flow happen. So then let's talk about that in your development a little bit then. So was there, have you always been out of your way? Are you still trying to get out of your way or was there <laughs> time that like something just like clicked for you and you're like, you know what, that doesn't serve me anymore and like move past it. Tell me about that. Um, let me see. Let me, let me go back in my mind. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know I always had an issue with control cause I had a shitty childhood. And so for me, I think a lot of us that are mediums have a shitty childhood. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to curse on this podcast. Yes, of course. <laughs> yes. Do you see my meme yesterday? I'm like, I'm always happier when I meet my clients that swear as much as me. <laughs> yeah. So like, I know a lot of us have these issues from childhood and like, so control is a big issue that comes from that because we feel out of control as a child. We then feel like we have to overly control things to like feel safe. Mm-hmm. So it's like all these. So, um, I'm going to say one thing and then I'll go back into my own thing, but this is why personal development is so incredibly important as huge part of mediumship. You have to look again within yourself. What are these things that you have to look at and work with to really fully open yourself up properly to allowing spiritual to work with you. So absolutely. I had issues. Um, when I first started, I know that my, if I said no, my mentor medium would, uh, medium Michael Mayo would be like, uh, huh. <laughs> if you said no, or if you heard he, no. Okay. No. He, if I said no, I didn't have any, he would be like, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, <okay>. no. Yeah. <laughs> So, but like, I definitely did, but it's, it, you know, it, it was a gradual process of trusting and really that's what we're doing is we're learning to not only trust the spirit world, but to trust ourselves yeah. um, and to build confidence and all of that. And so again, the personal development is huge, a huge, huge part of your mediumship. Um, so I think that at a certain point, I, you know, in, I went through a lot of changes in the, I would say in the first year and a half of my development. I went through a lot of stuff, like just emotional stuff and just different things. And I had to just sort of look at it and I had to just sort of face it. Uh, and it helped me grow. And I've always been a person um, where I like to just get down to the nitty gritty. Like I'm very practical. That's the Virgo moon, I'm assuming. But I'm very like, I want to get right down to the root of the thing. And I just want to just, you know, get go go to town. So yeah. I'm, I'm very comfortable looking at my issues. I'm very comfortable saying like, yeah, I'm not perfect. I'm very comfortable, uh, changing and like growing. So that has helped me a lot with this journey of mediumship. So I would say somewhere around that time, year and a half mark, I don't, something maybe clicked in with my mediumship a little bit more. And then I feel like my confidence grew. Uh, and I do again, feel like it has a lot to do with of dealing with like personal issues in my own self or being able to stand up for myself, being able to uh, not care as much about the validation of other people, but really just, you know, there's a lot of like, there's like a self-love journey that happened too, you know, throughout the mediumship and like the uh, development and all of that like plays hand in hand with what I do now uh, and having to just sort of abandon myself and trust and jump in and just trust everything that comes through. Uh, there's a huge thing within yourself that you have to figure out, like have balance with. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, definitely. And when you were developing, like what was one of your biggest fears? Um, fucking up. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay. How did you get past that fear? So like, I think, um, I think a lot of it, you know, just like everyone else in the beginning, you're like, I don't want to get a no. I don't want to get a no. I don't want to be wrong. Uh, so you have to let go. Like the more you do it, the more you just are like, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, and you just like do it. The more you see, oh my God, like this works. If you just like trust it, you know, the more, obviously it depends on where you're at with your development and your mediumship. Like if you're not at the point where you're fully getting out of the way and then just kind of going with it, a lot of times you might be wrong, but those things that you're getting wrong are teaching you something too, right? So it's teaching you that maybe I need to figure out a different way to go about this, or I'm not quite moving out of the way properly, or maybe I haven't built the power properly or, or whatever. So um, I think just like learning again, like it's the self-confidence, uh, learning to trust myself, learning to just uh, go with it. And even if it's wrong, so that's another thing too, is like, if you get a no, it doesn't always mean that it's actually no, it might be, I just said it the wrong way. I might've just said it in a way that I interpreted instead of just saying, this is what I was experiencing. So like, I know that the best way in my opinion, and this is what I learned too, is that you just are describing what exactly what you're experiencing. And that almost always is a hundred percent right. And the person can take that. Whereas if you try to take it and interpret it, they're like, no, you know what I mean? Cause like, they're not, it doesn't fit for them. The reason it came through like that is specifically to have them accept the evidence, mm. right. Or that we can accept it like that or however. Right. So, um, I think, I, I'm going off on these tangents. I'm so no, no, sorry. I appreciate it. This is the stuff that people like. Yeah, when I to. talk about this stuff, when I talk about mediumship, I just go. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> this is what people want to hear. Like they want the details. Yeah. They want yeah. um, people are always looking for similar experiences in their own. Right. Which is why I like to get so detailed with my people. Cause you know, one person out there like, oh, okay, good. Like it's a bit more normal that I just want to normalize the mediumship development yeah. experience. Yeah. Right. And like talk about this kind of stuff. So I really appreciate that. So then how long after were you developing, did you start doing readings for public? Um, I would say it was about two years in, um, I said I was going to go for it, but what I did first was, um, I offered a lot of, uh, free readings and then I started taking donations. Uh, and then at some point I, I switched to, um, you know, having money, uh, because money is nice, uh, because we have things. So, but, um, (laughs) but I like, so yeah, but so it was about that time period, but I just think like, for me, I think it's so important that before mediums go out there and start working and calling them. Yeah. People sometimes start calling themselves a medium very early on and that's fine. It's just them kind of acclimating to this new thing. Right. But like, I think it's so important that you're, you have a consistency to your work and that you're at a certain point in your development where um, you know, that you, you know, essentially if, if all goes well, you know, things will work and things will happen and that you'll be able to provide a service of something of quality to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you don't, if it doesn't go well, then you need to give that person's money back. So I think that that's important. Um, and it's, I think it's also okay to know that we're not perfect. Uh, we're going to have bad days and we're going to have days maybe it doesn't work as well. Um, and to also be open to saying, maybe someone's not a good fit for you, maybe having people you recommend to other people. And I, I do that sometimes there's, there's only been like, maybe there's, there's, there's sometimes people that come and like their, their, their energy just doesn't quite 
Mm. See, I don't know. Like, it just feels like they're like sort of not very open. Those are the people I typically have a little bit more of a struggle with. It's not that I can't do the mediumship still or the psychic work. I can, I just can tell that I'm using more power. I'm having to really sort of work for it a little bit more. And that's sort of irritating to me. That's like me with gift certificates. Anyone who has like a gift certificate reading, it doesn't go well. (laughs) Like it's like, it doesn't because they they don't have their skin in the game. They didn't seek me out. They didn't seek out the experience. Right. And so I have found that the energy has always been a little bit off when I've done. So I don't do gift certificates anymore. And there's, there's 10 floating out there that no one's even used. And I always just feel so bad because I'm like, okay, (laughs) but that's how it is for me. But we have very similar path. Like I think I put myself out there after three years of developing. Um, but I had this Virgo goal of 150 practice readings, which I didn't think would take me three years, but it did take me three years (laughs) and then did donations and just kind of built from there. So that's, that's pretty neat. So, um, so you're doing readings full time. So what else do you offer in your practice? Um, so yeah, I'm doing readings full time. I also do platform mediumship. So typically that would be in person, but I'm also doing demonstrations online. Um, and then I do trance mediumship. So I do psychic work. I do mediumship. Uh, yeah, I do, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm not one of those people that like, there's some people that have like a, a list of titles, you know, and they're like, right. I'm this and, and I'm like, I'm a medium. I'm an evidential psychic medium. Yeah. Like that's, that's simple enough to be like, I don't, I'm not, like I said, I'm not real fussy or fluffy or, you know, I'm pretty practical and that's just the way I am. I love it. I love it. Okay. So I want to talk about the TikTok videos that I'm watching Instagram because I don't own a TikTok. I've never yeah. been on TikTok. Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't deal. I never even got into Snapchat. I have it. So my daughter oh, yeah. play with the filters. Like she just likes the filters and we take screenshots. Cause I don't even know how to like take a Snapchat filter, huh? but <laughs> reels, I am out on the reels. Like I can't get music cause I have a Canadian business account. Oh. So like, Forget it. I can't do anything creative. <laughs> you guys get polls. That's it. Um, but I love the way that you present your spiritual philosophies through this. Now, some of the things that you do talk about could be considered controversial when it's in the mediumship realm, because like I find talking about mediumship philosophies to be comparable with politics and religion, because people are really held to their belief systems and their experiences that they have. Right. So what kind of reaction have you gotten from people with the topics that you've been talking about? Hopefully all kind. Yeah. I'm sitting there like with a cup of tea, just reading the comments. I'm like, I just want to see where this is going. <laughs> um, I've, you know, on Instagram, when I repost the videos, I've gotten pretty positive um, responses on TikTok. Sometimes not so much because of the way the formatting of how TikTok is. Like when I talk about Ouija boards, for example, um, which are just a tool they're not magic yeah they're not magic there's nothing evil that comes you know it's it's all about it's a tool it depends on how you use it and your intention and all that sort of thing uh but uh when i talk about that on tiktok some people like to come and tell me i'm you know consorting with demons and i'm i'm making a portal in my house and i'm like girl (laughs) i'm like i'm a i'm a medium I'm, i'm trained for this i literally like do lots of readings in my home all the time. And I got, I don't got shit happening in my house. So like, it's like, just people are just, you know, here's the thing. People aren't uneducated when it comes to this stuff. I mean, the reality of it. Uh, and then, and then there's these people out there 
teaching stuff where like they don't have any actual practical experience in this. They're not trained. They don't know what they're actually talking about. And they're out there spreading all this misinformation and fear mongering. And I hate it. I can't stand it because I was taught and I, and I believe this from my own experience that the spirit world is love. And I will with, I will stand to that. Like I, I'm not afraid to say that to people. There's a lot of people that will say, no, there's evil and there's this and that and I'm bypassing and some other bullshit. I'm like, girl, you don't know me. You don't know me. I'm okay with the darkness. <laughs> That's not the point. The point is, is like, when we leave this world, we set down our human stuff. We don't need that anymore. There, that Yes, there's things that come with us, right? We, our experiences come with us. We have to face all that during our review. We have to understand how it what it did to ourselves and what it did to other people. And since we are all from the same source, that's what I believe. Um, it doesn't matter like how you're expressed in this life. It's your own individual life. Right. But we all come from that same place. So what I do to you, I do to me, what I do to me, I do to you. You know what I mean? It's like, that's how I feel about it. So it's like, that's where my philosophy, as far as, you know, I don't believe that there's evil spirits. I don't believe there's demons. I believe that people have their experiences and when they come for their mediumship to bring forward evidence, they have to tell us, you know, the person won't recognize who they are. Right. Right. So if uncle, whoever was a, a schmo uh, and he wasn't very nice, he's going to let me know that. And I'm going to say that, but then a lot of times they'll own it and they'll, you know, they apologize or they, their personality might shift a little bit to say, you know, that they're, they're grown, you know, on the other side, uh, which I believe happens because I also believe the soul is multidimensional. Mm. Um, and that, you know, we, that's a part of our personality. Another piece from the higher oversoul might be then coming into a new life. You know what I mean? But there's no time on the other side either. So it's sort of like, how does that even play out and how does that work? here i don't know but and i believe in the spirit world talks about um through different trans mediums you know like uh, well leslie flint was a physical medium but uh or Sil silver birch you know these these very well-trained um spiritualist mediums the spirits come and talk about there being millions billions of worlds you know being just countless worlds that that we can incarnate on you know so it's like all these different, these different things. And they do talk about that there's different spheres of the other worlds uh, where there can be higher and lower spheres, but that it's not like hell. It's like they don't have a realization that there's more. So it's like some of the upper, uh, the people that have evolved past that have their consciousness will come down to sort of help them out of this place. So are you familiar with like Dr. Evan Alexander? No, like his. So he was a he's a, a neuroscientist, I believe, neurologist, neurologist, uh, and he was um, essentially brain dead for in, in a coma for an extended period of time. I don't remember if it was a week or however long, but uh, essentially there was no brain activity. But he came back from his experience and remembers what he went through on the other side. Uh, and now teaches about that and teaches about life after death and all this sort of thing. But he talks about uh, basically going over into this mucky stuff at first and then realizing, having this realization, oh, I, I don't have to stay here. And then going to this beautiful place. So it's sort of like, it's like the, I think your vibration where you're at now resonates to where you go in some, in some ways. And again, I don't believe in hell, uh, but it's, it's like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not dead yet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. 
I know. Both are study, research, you know, understanding what I know and then working with the spirit world. And oh yeah, and I don't believe in earthbound spirits either. So yeah. yeah. That, that's been a big realization for me too, because I did for a long time, right? Yeah. And I was in a paranormal investigation group and uh, I had many friends who were doing like, uh, you know, helping people cross over and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I've, my philosophy has changed on that since 2016 myself, just based off of my experiences, mediumship and yeah. reflection of my life and stuff like that. And so I, I'm down with that too. Um, so with your, what has been the, hottest topic or button you have pressed through your videos yeah um i would say definitely about the evil spirits or yeah the ouija boards or like that sort of stuff or not believing that there's you know evil stuff that wants to come and get me from the spirit world i'm like i just don't like i i think it's more important to be cautious here in this life from people than it is to be from the spirit world. I don't think that that's something you need to worry about. I've literally never, ever had a negative experience working with the spirit world. Not at all. Um, and I just heard a little knock on the wall when I said that. Um, <laughs> yeah, while we're here. <laughs> but, yeah. But like, you know, I think it, you have to have the vibration of love to connect that bridge to the spirit world, right? So you are vibrating at this higher rate. You have this intention of love. You feel it. It's not only just about thinking it, you feel it in your energy and that's how you connect. So it's like, if you're not connecting in that way, what are you connecting to exactly? And it's probably just your mind. It's yeah. really just probably your mind. And yeah. that's well, that's, that's the experience I had with trans. I, I got to actually see through that first experience how the mind comes in uh like because i'll explain this just very quickly because my listeners have explained but my guide was coming in and i know my guide's energy like the back of my hand i've been aware of my guide my whole life but my mind turned him into a lizard right and i was like oh this is the monster in the closet it was like this light bulb moment to me where i was like oh this is the monster in the closet this is what people are talking about i could see why that would be scary but i know my guide's energy so well i knew it was I'm just going to say him for lack of a better word, but him, right? So I love that. So I was going to say that one of the most impactful videos I saw you do, and I looked at it probably like 15 times. It was the one about, um, you had like, you were talking to yourself, obviously like a client's perspective and you're like, can you tell me why like the spirit is clinging on to me and you know, won't leave me alone. And it was like the music, it was like the pauses, like it was beautiful. It was like art, this video. And I thought I did. I mean, I was like emotional over it. And I was like, just wanting to like express my gratitude to you for like creating oh. these because they're so important. And it's like speaking to a whole different generation. Like, I feel like I'm stuck between generations, right? It's yeah. like, I'm not quite super modern, but then I'm like also kind of like old school a little bit as well. And so I appreciate people like you who put these, uh, you know, thoughts into like really creative, impactful ways. And I know that you're making a difference through these videos. So forget yeah. all the haters. I'm sure that you get way more messages to people saying, thank yeah. you. Like, thank you for explaining that. I do No, I get way more positive than the negative. And mostly I just, delete and ban those people because I just don't have time for that. I just don't. I'm like, sometimes I'll reply and explain things depending on what they say and how they say it. But if they just want to come and cause issues, I'm just like, no, I don't care. Because I don't feel the need to prove myself to anybody. I don't. I know what my experiences are. And if people are interested in having a reading or something to have that sort of thing open within themselves, uh, that's, that's different, you know? So, but like, I, I, I love doing the TikToks because 
yes, I get to teach people. I get to show them. I want them to know that like, this isn't scary. You know, there's nothing to be scared of. It's their birthright to have this connection. Mm. That is part of their, their right to, to know that this is something within them that they can connect to, to a greater source of love and power that's there for them. And I think that is so important that everybody knows that. Um, not only for just, you know, cause I always say, I don't only work for the spirit world. I work for the people here too. Um, I feel like I'm trying to help open up people to seeking this for themselves or to understanding that there's more than just this physical reality. Um, and I think more and more people are opening to that, but there's still a lot of people that aren't. Uh, and you know, you can't force it on anybody and it might not be their time. It might not be, everyone's on their own journey. Everyone's on their own path. Uh, and different things spark different things in people, you know, and I might not be the right person to do that for them. There might be someone else that does that. It might be Charlie Kelly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. One red head or another. But like, <laughs> you know, hey, my, I just launched this podcast episode today. Like I interviewed awesome. him this week. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And I think he's great. You know, I think he teaches a lot of great practical mediumship stuff too. There's a couple things that I might be different, a little bit different on as far as like how I work as a medium. Cause I was trained. Uh, I don't, ask questions of the spirit world. Like I, I don't, I just let, like I leave myself open and I allow them to sort of steer the wheel as far yeah. as what they want to bring through, um, and let them tell their story like that. And so my mind doesn't want to try to intervene to ask questions because then my mind's coming in. And I know he teaches that a little bit differently. And that's really the only thing I could say that's probably a little bit different. And that's what I find Megan. It's like, yeah. every teacher has completely different mechanics. Like yeah. really, I know that there's foundational mechanics, but like yeah. different ways of approaching it. And I was yeah. thinking, I was actually reflecting on that today where I was like, you know, all we can teach is from our experience, right? Yeah. Is like, this is how it works for me. Check it out. Does it work for you? Does it not? Yeah. But don't go walk away thinking like you can't connect because my way didn't work for you. Yeah. Right. It, it's mm -hmm. just, it's mind boggling some of it. Yeah. And so you can get overwhelmed if you overtrain over take workshops, yeah. overtake classes. It can become so overwhelming that a confused mind does nothing. Right. Yeah. I agree. I think yeah. it's important to sort of like, I feel like once you find somebody where it works for you and it clicks, just sort of stay there until you feel like you've maybe outgrown that, you know what I mean? Then if you feel like you need to go elsewhere, but I do think you get to a certain point where you need to just sort of let the spirit world teach you. Like, I yeah. do really think that because you get to the point where like, there's nothing really more as far as mechanics go to sort of uh, grow the mediumship at a certain point. It's more of like practical, like doing it and then like just sort of sitting with the spirit world and letting them teach you and open up your, like, I believe the spirit world develops you. So I believe sitting in the power is like the most important thing you can do for your development besides the practical stuff. Yeah. Um, and like letting that, I, I believe that all of the things are already within you, but they're helping to bring them to the surface. So mm -hmm. they're kind of helping to move or shake the energy to help express it in the best way possible uh, for your mediumship. I like it. Awesome. Well, it's been so great having you, Megan. And I would love it if you could leave us with maybe a, the best piece of advice you were ever given on your mediumship development journey and then how we can find out more about you if you drop the links. And I'm going to obviously have them in the show notes as well. Sure. Okay. What is the best advice? Um, probably um, what Irene Davies will say a lot, which is um, never limit a limitless power. So she always, and I, that's why I believe that it's important to allow the spirit world to develop you 
um, and to give them that time and that dedication and that love to building a relationship. You're really, you're building a relationship. It's not just you as a medium. You have a whole team of people that work with you and it's something you're uh, doing as a co-person, you know, doing this work. So I think it's important to really sit and build that relationship. And also I would say to people, especially that are new, newly developing or even people that are not newly developing, but are just impatient um, that, you know, just the time will pass either way. The time will pass either way. So just chill out and like let it, let it unfold. Let the things unfold for you because the more you try to uh, shape it yourself, you're just adding resistance mm. and you're doing the opposite of what you actually are wanting to achieve. Yes. So yeah. Um, and then if you want to, if anyone wants to find me, um, you can go to meganalisamedium.com. Uh, that's my website where you can schedule readings. Um, and then my TikTok is Megan Alisa Medium or at Megan Alisa Medium. Uh, my YouTube where I do development or I teach about development also um, is at Megan Alisa Medium. Okay. YouTube. And those were those are like longer videos where I get more into the details of, of different things about development. TikTok obviously have 60 seconds. So <laughs> I try my best. Do your job in 60 seconds. Yeah, but you can be more creative, so that's fun. And then, yeah, TikTok is at Megan Elisa Medium. And then the only thing that's different is my Instagram, which is at She's Got a Rebel Heart, because I love that. That name, literally, when I was sitting to make that name, and this was before I was even doing this, uh, that name came to me. So, like, things come to me. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like it was sort of like a name that my, that kind of came through me from spirit. She's Got a Rebel Heart, because I do. I, uh, that's just, that's who I am. And I am okay with that. So <laughs> I really appreciate it. I have so enjoyed this conversation. I hope you really enjoyed coming on too. Oh, I did. I did. It was so great to sit and talk to you. I love talking about mediumship in the spirit world. Like that's my favorite thing to do. So I'd be happy to come again if you want. A hundred percent. I actually have a lot of ideas. So just, I'm a girl with ideas. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Virgo girl, Virgo. You got it all figured out. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Megan. Thank you.